I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast, everybody. I'm Francis, and this is my dear friend and co-host, Julio Gallarati. Julio, how are you? What's up, bro? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, friend. 2021, dog. It is. This it is. is it. Here we are. This is it. What a what a wonderful thing to turn the corner. Yeah, it's great. It's exciting. I don't um, I don't necessarily attach significance to years like that, though. I'm not like, thank God it's over. Like, obviously, yeah, I'd love to have like a better year in general, but I'm not like I don't feel relief that it's over. This is a year I'm excited for for oh, the yeah. first time I, where. I, I think that I, I look at this upcoming year as a time where some very big things might happen. But yeah. you know what's sad? Love it. You said that to me last year. <laughs> you said, I think 2020 is going to be a big year for you, Francis. I think it has been. It's been a good year. It's been a good year. Yeah, it has. But I see, you know, I see what you're saying still. <laughs> no, I, I think you're it's right. Been a big year. I, I think I shouldn't be hard on myself. Um, we've, we've done a great job with the podcast. You've sort of discovered alternate side parking Thursdays, which is quite the discovery. I gotta say, dude. How about that hat though? I know. Fucking rocking the ASP Thursday hat. That Julia's wearing. And by the way, if you Get him if you can. Yeah, good luck. There are only about 14 left that aren't spoken for, so. Limited edition items. By the time this episode comes out, I don't know that there will be any left. Yeah, there's people lined up down the block waiting for are There are guys in folding chairs, uh bringing their aunts out to take their place so that they can use the bathroom and then resuming their chair because everyone knows the law of hype beasts. <laughs> there are tents in the yeah, street. As you, you can't, you have to have someone in line at all times. Did I ever tell you guys that story? The PS3 story? Did you ever do? Have I told a, this? A camp oh, out this is something? a good one. This is a good one. This is a good one. Oh, goody two shoes. I do. So I have this friend Brent and this guy, he's funny. He, he talks in sayings. Like he, he'll be like, oh, what's going on? He has this deep voice like this, deep voice like this. He has like kind of like a Midwestern accent. And like, for example, he'll invite me to Florida, but he'll be like, how about you uh, migrate down south? <laughs> I, <laughs> love, I love Got that. Got taken to the cleaners. Like he says shit like this constantly. It's so funny. May I pause you for one second? Sure. People like that are actually quite impressive because in order to pull that off, you have to have so many different sayings. He has so many. And they don't repeat themselves. Yeah, sure. And to to have a mastery of that many idioms is something I don't have. It's 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 pretty incredible. Like I'll, I'll he he works in finance, and I'll ask him about like stocks. I'll be like, "What do you think about Airbnb?" He'll be like, "Think about getting your B quit." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like right. shit like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. All right. So anyway, Good. we're in co- we're in college, and PS3 is coming out. I think that's what it was. It's PlayStation Three. PlayStation everybody. Three and game console you know brent comes to me he's like you're thinking about uh he's like there might be kind of big resale value here uh should we uh you know should we should we should we scope it out so i'm like yeah sure let's do it i was like i don't really have enough money to buy one because i think they were like 400 bucks or something and he was like don't worry he's like i'll stake you and like let's go figure it out and like camp out and do it so i was like okay so we go to like i believe it was dedham massachusetts like not that nice was that what it was it was it was a neighborhood on the outside of boston that wasn't very nice Mm -hmm. Um, it's escaping me specifically. Needham? 
Dorchester. It was like one of these kind of like mm-hmm. not Needham. It was like a kind of like a dodgy okay. periphery of the city kind of situation at Best Buy. We decided okay. to post up. Yep. So we get there the day before and we get in line. We get our place in line. So we have, we borrow our friend's car. We're kind of like sleeping in the car, taking turns, going in and out of line. And it's like a little chilly and it starts becoming crazy. Like there's all sorts of characters in this line. So around three o'clock in the morning, it's the place will open up the next day. Um, and sorry, at like 10 PM that night or something, they give you a ticket for your place in line just to guarantee your spot in line, just in case it starts getting crazy. Mm -hmm. They give you a thing being like, here it is. So at like three in the morning, this like really sketchy guy appears and he starts scoping out the line and he comes over to me. He's like, Hey man, he's like, and he had like a big neck tattoo of a note of like a musical note. Mm. This guy was named miles. And he goes, Hey man, he goes, how much for your spot in line? He's like, would you be willing to sell your spot in line? And I'm like, I might be, you know, I don't, I'm not totally sure yet, but I might be. And so if you come back, so then everybody starts deliberate, deliberating over whether or not that's a good idea. It's like, the resale value on these things is going to be huge. It might not be worth it. Mind you, like I don't have to put up any money to get this spot in line. None. Mm-hmm. In the morning, he comes back and he's like, would you be willing to part with your spot in line for $800 cash? Ooh. And I was like, yeah, I would. I immediately was like, I will do that. <laughs> yeah. He You're pull- the first guy off the plane. He pulls it out of his pocket, starts with a big stack of hundreds. And I'm like, that's never good. A guy with a big stack of hundreds with a note tattoo is clearly mm-hmm. a guy who's up to no good. That's in some place in his life, right? Breaks me off 800 bucks. And then he goes, all right. He goes, I'll be back in the morning and, uh, or whatever. I gave him the ticket. This might happen right before. I forget specifically, but I give him that. Uh, and he gives me the money and he goes, all right. He's like, he goes, but you got to come inside with me. And I'm like, okay. And Brent looks at me. He goes, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. He goes, you see the guys that guys with, like we look over there. These sketchy guys. We're like, oh my God. So right before we go in the store, I see the guy motion to his friends going, like like motioning for them to go around the back is what you would do. You go into Best Buy, you go in the back, get your PS4 or PS3, and then you walk out the back, and that's how you get out. Hmm. So we get in the store, and he, mind you, the guy kind of motions to his group to go out the, around the back. I'm like, fuck, what's going to happen here? He, inside the store, goes, how much did I give you for that again? I was like, $800. He goes, mm, that was too much. He goes, we're going to take care of that when we get outside. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, my God, dude. So, Brent. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my God. God. I, know. I was like, what have I got myself into? Are you that serious? wasn't a negotiation. Yeah, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm going to get my ass beat or threatened or put people are going to hold me up. And I'm going to have to give this money back. I'm going to get my ass beat or worse, threatened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sweating. Brent goes around back and he he gets his and he goes out and I text him. I'm like, dude, go to the car and I'm going to try to sneak away from my, from miles and I'm going to jump in the car. and We're going to drive away. So he's like, okay. So he goes to the car. I'm like waiting. I'm like, when the fuck is he in the car? And finally he's like, I'm here. I'm here. I kind of quit. I, I see him look the other way. I sneak back, run out to the car, speed away, get away with it. <gasps> and then for the next two months, I had friends of mine were pranking me from random numbers being like, it's miles. but dude that is the only time that i did that waited in line and the ps3s did not have any resale value at all wow so people were buying them for however much 400 and selling them for 420 so it ended up being the heist of a lifetime you did it 800 profit yeah wow good for you thanks man sorry for going off wait it was 800 profit yeah because i didn't have to buy it he bought my place in line 
for $800 cash. Yeah, that's solid. And bro, at the time, you know how much money that was for me? Oh, I was selling a... my blood for $50. Yeah, right. <laughs> you were. It was huge. So that is my waiting in that's, line story. That's a good story. That's a great... ASP Thursday house. I didn't expect that to go as well as it did. <laughs> I have tried to wonder. Here's a question, right? We, we do this a lot. We, we quantify time value. Yes. Right? Yes. So the question I have for you is, what would you need to be paid now for... Uh, to to wait in line overnight, you know, sleeping in a folding chair on the store outside of a store uh, for an item, probably five grand for one night. Yeah, I w- I wouldn't do it for twenty five hundred. Would you? No. How much would you do it for? Also, it depends how cold it is and stuff. If it's not that cold, if it's like a pleasant temperature, that brings the price down. Well, I'm trying to think about it from two angles. The first is, okay, let's say that I knew that the item I was getting, I just had no intention of keeping, and therefore it is just a money question, right? Yes, yes. So yeah, I think it would have to be at least... Dude, dude sleeping outside for a night in a, in a line is really miserable. It's horrible. That's a nightmare. It's horrible, dude. That's such a bad situation. I didn't sleep a wink. Can't sleep in yeah, in an car. armchair, yeah, surrounded we, by people who are obsessed with playstations. We didn't show up prepared. At one point, it started pouring too. We didn't have an umbrella, as we had to go in the car. Fucking like it was this whole thing, dude. Think about think about the different types of people that do these things, right? It's people who get really excited about Star Wars premieres, right? <laughs> That's probably a relatively safe group, right? Right. It's people who get excited about rare, you know, sneaker releases. Correct. Yeah uh and video game consoles video apparently. game consoles iphones uh, i think yeah there yep. was a i remember outside of madison square garden one time i was city biking by and there was this shanty town of tents that had come up that were all people who were traveling with some band i'd never heard of <laughs> oh, like, and there groupies? Was, like young young people roadies almost almost it wasn't a k-pop band but it would have been that sort of a thing right and uh I thought that that was really stupid. Is there an item that you would even do that for? I can't think of one for me personally. Something that I'd be willing to wait so that I could get it. I can't think of one thing. Um, I'm wondering that too. Is there something I desire so much? And, and it's hard to think about this because given the things that people do this for, I would never do that. However, if there was some item that I really wanted that by waiting I could get it like Sure, that's different. But as far as like what's real and what actually happens, yeah, definitely. So not. like if if for me, if there was a store that was releasing engagement rings <laughs> at retail, like at cost, right, 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 you wholesale, know, yeah, only yeah. charging exactly, you what yeah. they got the diamond for from <laughs> the conflict diamond area, <laughs> and you know the cost of gluing it to the gold band. So I'm getting a forty thousand dollar ring for. 600 bucks. Right, right, right. Maybe I would spend the night for that. Yeah. Right. I, I did. I wish that I had kind of opened a sort some kind of like trading fund when I was 16 for like the engagement ring fund. I know. I imagine that a thousand dollars would have gone really far. Yeah. It would have. <laughs> you know, it's 20 years have gone by did, almost. Do you know that, you know, that uh, there was a time when there was a bakery in New York City. I think it's called Ansel Cafe Ansel or something. Is this a cronut? The cronut. I remember this. Yeah, the cronut. The cronut was was a craze. A donut croissant hybrid. Who the fuck cares about that? 
people, people cared. Did. People cared a lot. And they would hire Postmates people to wait in the line to get it for them and then just pay them their hourly rate. As, oh, that's smart. So in theory, if you really cared about this, you you can hire line waiters. Right, 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 right. To act as your proxy to retrieve your item. That's the move. But here's like. the problem, Julio. <laughs> you have to trust that your line waiter is going to honor his commitment to Postmates, right? Because as soon as he catches wind, which, by the way, is about 10 minutes into waiting in that line, right? that the pair of Yeezy sneakers that he's waiting for resale for $2,000, and you're just paying him his hourly rate of 20 bucks an hour, why on earth wouldn't he just say, fuck this totally and get the thing himself right he should do that but no he he would have to put the money up which maybe he might not if he's a postmate he might not have you know it's but i true. guess yeezy's like they're cheap when they're in the, when they first come out what whatever it may be some item right, yeah that's right. that's crazy jacked up dude so a friend of mine had a wedding at the metropolitan club on like wherever it is and and right on the upper east, upper east side, side right near the there, yeah. right near the park beautiful incredible wedding black tie everybody's fancy but the thing that stood out the most about the wedding was that there were cronuts for dessert. No way. <laughs> During the cronut phase, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. I didn't realize he had clout like this. That's big time. <laughs> That's big time. And it's also one of those things where I wonder, clearly they probably just went to the, the bakery and said, we want 400 cronuts. Right. What's that going to cost? Right. And I bet you the bakery was like, not that much, <laughs> you know? What's wrong with Because when they were selling those cronuts to those people waiting in line, they were still only selling them for five bucks, four bucks. Oh, probably. really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, may, I they hope so. They didn't become the flight club of cronuts. Right. They didn't start jacking up their cronuts to $25, $30, I right. don't think. And, you know, there's no resale value for cronuts. Like, exactly. There's no, there's no idiot freezing cronuts being like, Psst, I got cronuts. Like, yeah. Who the fuck are you? Dude? Yeah, I got a 95 first edition <laughs> cronut. It's like, dude, are you sure that's not just ice? <laughs> Thing looks nightmarish. <laughs> yeah, there's just carcinogens and yeah. fucking kill you. If you freezer burn. Dude, that's great. Speaking man. of freezer burn, I got to tell you. So, uh, well, first of all, we, we're back from our Christmas break. Yes, we are. And I went home to, to Maine and I met nice my, time? I met my niece for the first Unbelievable, time. Unbelievable, man. Congrats. Baby Hayes. That must've been pretty great. It was spectacular. Very cool. It was a, a, just a, I don't even really know how to describe it, but this is the first baby I've been related to. <laughs> and it's, it's more, it's more exciting. That's very cool. Um, and I have to say, we had a lot of bonding moments. I spent a lot of time holding her. Um, she's only three weeks old. So you got to like hold her head and stuff? Yeah. And uh, she will look all over the place. Mm -hmm. And then I would, I would kind of want her to look at me mm -hmm. because I wanted her attention. And so I would move my head into her line of sight. And then she would look away, and that annoyed me. I'd be like, "No, look at me." Right, look that is me. interesting. I wanted the baby to to stare at me. If they're like a pet, still, like sometimes it's hard to get a cat to like look at you. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. It's weird. Yeah. She was a little bit of a cat. Yeah. <laughs> so that was what the first thing, right? Mm -hmm. The second thing was 
Um, I, I have to say that my takeaway from the whole experience was that human life is precious, mm. but in two ways. The first way, the obvious way, <laughs> is that meeting the baby made me think, oh my God, this is so cool. Seeing my parents glow around the baby. Was that weird? And, and it was, yeah, it was. It's like unprecedented. It's the first time, exactly. right? Exactly. And, and how just they're softer people. My mom yeah. was willing to let things go that she normally doesn't. And oh, wow. the general happiness they in the po- house. Poisoned by the baby morale. Every, yeah, everything about it was just, everyone was just much more happy and low key and excited because the baby's sort of a, a panacea. She just like, that's not the right word. Is panacea the right word? I think it's the right word. Can you look that up? Just a cure-all, okay, right? Got it, got it. A- any fight that we could have, 30 seconds later, everyone's looking at the baby and nobody's mad anymore. Right, 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 right. Right? right. It's just evaporates. The ultimate gone. neutralizer. Total perspective rebalancer. Fresh, relevant human life. Yeah. And, you know, my parents have <laughs> had... Um, my parents have had some health scares over the last couple of years. My dad's had two bouts with prostate cancer. Oh man, I didn't that know was that. that was more when I was in college. Crazy. Uh, my mom has had some some blocked arteries and heart issues. My mom is is about to be seventy. My dad's sixty six. So it 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 it's natural, right? Yeah. And first of all, I'm so grateful that my parents lived long enough to meet their grandchild yeah now i hate to say this but even i i I desperately want them to meet my children Mm -hmm. but at least they lived long enough to see the next generation yes yes you know it's a nice thing in its newest form it's a nice thing um and we've talked about this before you know my girlfriend's dad passed away yes not too long ago about two and a half years ago and i can say that the holidays were a little overwhelming yeah. for her, especially in this setting where she came up and saw and was with our family and, you know, seeing my dad just melt over his granddaughter yeah. is a very sad in a way. It's it's a wonderful thing. You can't take that that element out of it, unfortunately. Yeah, it's very sad. It's a reminder to her, unfortunately, that her father never got the chance to meet her daughter yeah. or son and yeah. that's it's that's hard. so sad that sucks so she was very stoic and in, in in a way but at one point she sort of had to excuse herself and just collect herself a little bit and uh you know it was uh it was a heavy but i don't know a very kind of eye-opening moment for me about the the sanctity and the sacredness of human life and all of that yeah now with all that out of the way the other side of how precious human life is. Oh, boy. <laughs> My sister met her husband a little under three years ago. Yes. Right? Right around the time when they were the age that I am now. Yes. In the space of three years, they have gotten married and had a baby mm. from the day that they met. Right? Yes. My life right now 
is so awesome because I don't have a baby mm-hmm. and I have no commitments or lives to really look out for. I can go on a ski trip at the drop of a hat. You can. I can book a whimsical Paris romantic getaway with my girlfriend uh you can tomorrow we just need to find someone to look after the dog and we've got people lined up for and that you do um if i'm not careful my precious life could disappear like that yeah. meaning the sibling rivalry is renewed we could have a kid you could so quickly yeah. We could get married and have children and fall into that life that they have so fast. It happened so fast for them. Yeah. Now, they wanted it, right? Yeah. So that's a big difference. But I could lose the life and the ease and the flexibility and the fun that I have, that we have, yeah. very quickly. Yeah. And it made me realize just how precious not having a baby is yeah dude wow that's very true isn't that kind of funny it is kind of crazy and what else and you know what i have to say to that is it's very difficult to picture what your life how you will get to the next step of your life yes like i remember when i was 26 i was like how the fuck am i ever gonna afford anything <laughs> literally i was like what the fuck how am i ever gonna do any of this and then i was like and people are like oh your earning years are coming up and i'm like how the fuck am I going to earn it? What, like, you know what I mean? I just had no idea how that would even be possible. And then somehow it just was. Yeah. You just got to trust the trajectory of your life. The money will if you, come. You know, if you think three, four years in the, in the future and start having anxiety about it, it's really an unhealthy exercise. It's a hard thing to avoid doing, but like, how, you don't know. Nobody mm-hmm. knows. Mm-hmm. And that's what, yeah. you know, being present. I was watching some movie. I hate when this happens. I hate when I hear a quote and I'm like, God damn it. I'm like, that's going to that haunt resonated. me for years. Yeah. yeah. It's like, how can you, it's like something about how you just carry your past with you and you're mm-hmm. just constantly living like the worst moments in your life all the time. Yeah. It's like, yeah. fuck. I'm like, this is going to take me 10 years to forget that. But like, it's a hard, <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard thing to check it and be present. Yeah. But I think it's interesting that you were able to kind of see both sides of the coin. And it is important to have those moments where you're like, Wow. Human life is fucking precious. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, exactly. Right. And and I think the important thing for me was that it made me so appreciative of what they have done and how awesome. It's like this crazy magic trick where they just baked <laughs> the coolest cake of all time. And now it's like reacting and, you know, it's the best puppy I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. Yeah, we had. I was saying this to Chris when I like, because we had litters of we had a dog who was you know a ten out of ten like gorgeous almost like show dog a yellow lab who everyone was loved and so we we bred her, um and we she had two litters of puppies in my youth, and in in the wake of those litters, you don't separate the puppies from the mother for like eight to twelve weeks. I don't know what it is. So we had eight weeks, twice. Where we had like 10 puppies. That's insane. And it was the best time of my life. I remember getting off the school bus and jogging home and just jumping into the puppy pen (laughs) and lying down and letting them crawl all over me and lick my face. 
and and rolling around and just it, it squealing and, and having it was the most fun thing ever right the pool, the pool full of puppies yeah and that that was like 10 puppies right puppies are awesome everyone loves puppies they're great uh a baby is an even cooler puppy yeah it's crazy dude the other thing that's fucked up about babies is like it's insane to watch them learn everything for the first time yeah like they're just so curious even like toddlers just walking around and they like pick something up and you see this look on their face they're like what the fuck is this yeah yeah <laughs> they're like, what is this yeah and then they start doing shit with it they're like what yeah what the fuck oh, did i break it oh <laughs> can you yeah. imagine how cool that would be to discover everything be like yeah start touching what, you and like, what would be the thing that you would be if you wiped the slate clean <laughs> what would be the thing you'd be the most excited to discover for the first time you know not to, fucking ejaculation dude sure that's gotta <laughs> same be way it was the, same thing way it was the first time around yeah, dude what yeah. the fuck what is I, that i was gonna say you know eating a, a the first bite of like uh a really delicious ice cream flavor oh yeah that, I wish I remember. Like, oh, like a flake. Okay. When like, you're old like enough you're not to, starting with vanilla. You're yeah, starting yeah, yeah. with, you know, Talenti <laughs> oh. caramel cookie crunch oh, yeah. that's been oh, brought slightly to room temperature. Oh, the perfect And you get a very caramelly, crunchy bite. Uh, and, and that's and your first bite of ice cream. It's such a perfect temperature that you get way too much on the spoon, but yeah. it doesn't matter. It's and you're like, what is this? I've oh, never God. had this before. Yeah. Is this food? Oh, okay. I'll try it. And that, that first bite, right? That's up there with an orgasm, probably. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wow. That's that that's that's a good thought. The good first thought. if you wipe the slate clean and you got to experience everything for the first time, like what's the order that you're going in? I mean, it's definitely foods, definitely sensations. Yeah. Getting and, your back scratched by somebody with good yourself, nails. You know? Oh. Don't do it all in one day. Yeah, don't do it all. <laughs> Spread it out. <laughs> Spread it out. Spread it out. Dru <laughs> drugs. Getting oh, high man. for the first time. Dude. Oh my God. So fun. Oh my God. So fun. And then eating the ice cream again. Oh, oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> Get out. No, but you got to pace it. You got to spread it out. Yourself, what about? <laughs> yeah. And then one day you could just do them all at once. Yeah, dude. It's yeah. crazy. Start really building towards that. Yeah. What a nice thing that would be. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. So it was a really cool thing to meet my niece. Um, very cool. And I'm excited to be an uncle. I've, I've always thought that that was a very cool uh, role. Yeah, it's a great um, role. And, you know, I, I, I'm really excited. Now, it's nice to be a real uncle, too. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Before, you know. Like, there's something shitty about being a fake uncle. There's an implication that you don't have enough close family. What's a fake uncle? 
Oh, Uncle Julio's here when oh, you're not related honorary, to the people. Like an honorary. Oh, say hi to Uncle Julio. It's like, guys, I have like people in my life, okay? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, come in. You know, you know, it must be so hard for you being so lonely and yeah, alone. They, they don't know what else Uncle to Julio? call you. Yeah. Get on in here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the liquor's in the cabinet. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. What, what were you going to say? No, that's just, I love that. Uh, you're just the drifter who's yeah. always around, and they call you uncle, uncle to help Julio. the children understand it better. <laughs> they can't say, like, well, he's been kicked out of another house because yeah. <laughs> another bad relationship went south. Yeah. <laughs> um, so being an uncle is, is very cool. Um, it's funny, though. Uh, you mentioned dragging your past with you, mm-hmm. right? And... I, on the way back, we drove back uh, from Maine and it's, the way up was really tough. It, it took us seven and a half hours of driving to get there. I don't understand how long it normally takes though. Like how long? No, no traffic. It's, it's five hours and 15 minutes. Okay. That's significant delays. Oh yeah. It was all getting out of the city. Yeah. And it was a nightmare, dude. Damn. And dude, people, What day did you leave? We left on December 23rd. Got it. Because I left in on the, the 24th. In the afternoon. And I think I like dodged a little of that. Yeah. December 23rd. Yeah. In the afternoon, we got absolutely smoked. Yeah. We weren't even out past Connecticut. It, it took an hour and a half. That makes sense. To get out of the city. It's like people work a half day. Yeah. And then they get. Yeah. We just totally fucked ourselves. But whatever. Um, We finally got up there. Right. And this is what was crazy. On the way up, my mom got sick. And she had vertigo and she started throwing up. What the fuck? And this apparently happens it's an inner inner ear thing. So it's not for some reason and I associate it with like the movie. Yeah. But like that. it has nothing to do with heights. No. No, I don't think so. Okay. Oh. I don't think so. I think it's a uh, an inner ear balance. And you just kind of start being like You feel you feel dizzy. Like yeah. And then she yeah, and it's happened to her. You're like crossfading from life it's exactly what it is and it's it's very severe people people like when elderly people get it they need to call for help oh fuck um so my mom was was laid up and and not doing well but we didn't know exactly what it was now we were driving up with the intention of staying away from my parents for the first night we had scheduled a rapid test at the walgreens in maine nearby for thursday morning Got it. So we, our plan was to wake up, go get that rapid test, hopefully get our negative results, and then we could integrate with the family. Yeah. That was a good one. I waited three and a half hours in the city. Interesting. Yeah. Keep, we had scheduled ours. Okay, that's very, you've handled it very well. My sister and her husband and the baby were driving up from Boston, uh-huh. same time as us, but they also had their COVID tests scheduled for Thursday. In Maine. In Maine. Got it. And... So when they um, when they found out that my mom was sick and us not knowing what it was, they didn't, whether it was a viral infection or something, oh, God, they didn't yeah. want to uh, expose the baby to that. So they took the cottage that we stayed in all summer. Yes. Right. And my girlfriend and I got a hotel room. Jesus. In town. Jesus. On Wednesday night. Jesus. Merry Christmas indeed. So we're staying at a hotel that's four minutes away from our house, which is something people do, but we had never done it before. And it felt very weird and like out of a movie, like the in-laws are in town, you know? And I'm, Dude, I'm not against that. It wasn't bad. I'm not against that at all. It wasn't bad, but 
we like the homely feel. We like yeah. to, there's plenty of room in the house. So we like to be within and, you know, curled up by the fire, everybody yeah. around playing games or watching TV and then going up to bed. So dude, I love it too, but I don't have a room in my house. Okay. And that's a big difference. So we stay in the basement and there's, there's a big kind of fold out thing. That's like, it's like a queen size, plenty of room for us to sleep on. Mm-hmm. However, my dad, fucking my dad, the guy, he, he has this like little routine and sometimes he'll just be doing shit for the sake of doing it. Like he'll be in the backyard raking and there's one leaf <laughs> and he's raking one leaf. I'm like, dude, you don't need to be doing that. So he'll come in the basement. So first of all, we, my mom has cats. So the cats are upstairs because Hillary's a little allergic and I am a little too. So I don't want to like beat them to be. And also they fuck with you. Like the cat will start doing this to you in your sleep and you wake up and he hides yeah. like they're mischievous, you know? Oh yeah. They're horrible. So anyway, my dad will come downstairs in the morning while we're sleeping and I'm like, what are you doing? He lets the cats, <laughs> he lets the cats down by accident. I then have to shoot the cats. Oh, like, sorry, sorry. I'm like, what are you doing? So then I lock the door. Five minutes later, I hear like him trying to open the door and I hear him go, fuck. I'm like, this sucks. I'm like, I want to stay in a hotel. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, right. I get that though. That's different. Yeah. If you don't have the privacy. Right. Did your parents move from your childhood home? Interesting. Interesting question. So my, uh, my room became my brother's room. Like it, it was my and my brother's room. Oh, you shared it. Yeah. Yes. And my brother had stayed there longer than I did. And he's also younger than me. So it then ended up just becoming his room. Mm-hmm. So when he's there, he gets the room, which I'm fine with. Of course. Yeah. And then there's like a study, but the bed situation isn't big enough for this there, whatever. So they got us, they, they set up a situation in the basement that was conducive with me staying, being comfortable when I come over. I see. And I am, but I want my girlfriend to have privacy. Right. I right. don't care if my dad comes down when I'm down there, but yeah, so. I get that. I mean, you know, it's one of those things. I mean, hotel rooms right now. First of all, hotels right now. Checkout time, 3 p.m. What the fuck? Think about it. Is that different? They can't. I I don't know if this is true everywhere, but a lot of hotels can't turn over a room night after night after night because of COVID. Because of COVID. So they need to, like, give it a night to breathe and they sanitize it after you stay. Which means that they're not in a rush to kick you out. Right. So that may have just been, I've stayed in quite a few hotels during this and I've never heard of that. Oh, really? Yeah. But because I, the pup, people have said it to me and then, and then, and then that was the first time I stayed in a hotel and experienced it. Cause things, cause I remember too, like when I, I was just in Atlanta for work, the first time I was in Atlanta for work in June, they were doing that where yeah. like they wouldn't even come in your room. Like, well, that's the pro- That's the flip side. If if yeah. you're staying multiple nights, they yeah. don't come in. And but clean. now I just went back to Atlanta, and that has changed. Yeah. So I don't know if it's a changing policy because whatever. But Dude, I will say that staying in a hotel room multiple nights in a row where they don't come in and clean is a very dark experience. It's not great because you destroy hotel rooms. Yeah. You don't make your bed. Yeah. In no, a hotel, you, you don't lay your clothes. You don't hang your clothing up unless you're going to wear it for an event that you're there for. And so your stuff is just everywhere and you're not going to sit in the chair. You're either on the bed or in the bathroom. Totally. And not having cleaned it, there's an implication like, like you just didn't leave the room. <laughs> exactly. And that's why they're hiding. like housekeeping or they come in and you forget to put the thing. You're like, come back later. Come back later. Come back later. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, the towels. <laughs> the fucking towels. Just destroy the towels. So, okay, so keep going. So, um, 
carrying our past with us. We we that was us driving up, driving back. We left it. We we did not want to encounter crazy traffic, so we made a, a real effort to get out early Sunday morning. We were up at seven fifteen this morning. Great. Wow. We got on the road by like eight thirty. So guys, we want you to know too how committed we are to bringing you guys fresh fucking episodes. There's no way we're throwing in the towel and doing a best of episode so we can go gallivant. Yeah. Francis got his ass up at 7 a.m. I left my sweet little parents holding each other as I fucking came back here because we are committed to putting out new episodes for you yeah. always, no matter what. We want to take uh, you know, a week to, to go and, and celebrate New Year's and stuff, which we're going to do, but um, we don't want to just air old episodes or whatever. So we are banking. We're putting these out. We're recording this ahead of time. It's uh, right now. It's Sunday the twenty eighth. Just a little uh, how the sausage is made. Not to, not to make you think this is old and stale. It's Sunday the twenty seventh. But the point is that this morning I woke up and drove from Maine to New York so that we could record the podcast. You sure did. And sure uh, did. it's five hours. I, I flew, dude. I drove fast. Good. I drove fast. I'm, um, glad, you, I'm glad you made it here safe. But it's it's an interesting drive because for the first three hours the 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 roads are almost empty. Ah, uh, interesting. And then you get to Connecticut and it becomes very clogged. Interesting. What so what part of Connecticut? Like close to New York or like at Boston? There's no congestion. I've we, never we got Boston around Boston north, quick enough. We we do, we got around it quick enough got that it. it didn't it didn't clog up. The roads in Maine are nuts. You can drive a hundred and people are like, "Why are you driving so slow?" <laughs> Dude, it's like that in Montana. You could land a plane on that highway at any time, and you wouldn't really run a risk of running into cars. And you're like, "What the fuck is that? Like, you never seen a plane before?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is my driveway. <laughs> um, so wait, where in Connecticut does it does it start? Around New Haven, maybe a okay. little before. That makes, yeah, that makes sense. It's when that road becomes that ridiculous narrow two lane highway okay. where there are trees planted yeah, yeah, yeah. all in the middle in the Merritt Parkway dude that thing is fucking nuts man yeah, it's crazy they need to fix that they need to make that a 21st century road my dad will always be like it's one of the most ten, top 10 most beautiful scenic highways in America yeah it's beautiful <laughs> but it's also nightmarish there's also deer everywhere it's it's like stressful to drive on there's no there are no uh everyone both left lane and right lane everyone's driving the same speed yeah and the and merging situation's tough. The merges, people are coming on from a stopped yeah. position. Yes. My mom won't even drive on the merit. They're entering a highway from hard. a stop sign. Yeah. It's and crazy. you don't know if they're going to be like, I've fucked this. I've been waiting long enough. Boom. Yeah. And get out in front of you. So you're eyeing everyone with suspicion. Even, yeah, you need like a nitrous oxide. Yeah. To fucking, <laughs> yeah. By this point, diesel. I had made up enough time. I was going that I was like, okay, I'm not in a rush to make it the last 40% of the trip. But dude, there were people, you start running into drivers who are more New York city type drivers. Yeah. More aggressive. The weavers. Yep. Dude, you ever see these weavers yeah, who you don't even see them coming. And all of a sudden your rear wind, your rear mirror is full of car. Yes, he just like appears. It's and like, all right, Tokyo drift. By you, take it and easy. he's swerving in and out of of cars that there's no space between them. It's as if he's a taxi cab driver driving a Seventh Avenue, except he's on a highway. You're like, what are you running from? It's insane, and it's terrifying. Yeah, I'm like, do you think that's fun, dude? I'm just like, you're an idiot. He's gonna <laughs> kill a family yeah. with twins. And he's the guy who was never gotten into an accident, and then he gets into one. I just don't understand. It's it's unless they think it's fun, unless they get off to the risk of driving like that. I don't know why 
anyone would be in that much of a hurry. Yeah, dude. Why that's his pace of driving. It's pretty crazy. So we got back. Now, remember when I told you that I have been very stressed lately because I've been always, I just keep getting in trouble and that I've, yes. I got in trouble oh, so much. Can we tell them about my text to you? Yes. <laughs> yes. God damn it. So this is funny. So a friend of mine. Well, let me, let okay, me, okay, before, okay. before you say that in the almost two <laughs> years now that, well, a year and a half that we've been doing the podcast, you've only gotten mad at me once. Yeah. And I mean, Wait. like really mad at me. Really? Yeah, it was for something that I I I was I let I wasn't slip even, to a I wasn't friend even of yours, I and I even... shouldn't have done it. I didn't mean to. I didn't even realize that it was like at the time. I didn't even realize that it was sensitive information. I so I wasn't even that mad, and it was my you weren't fault. That mad. I texted you about it, and I should have called you, but I was in the basement. And I had no service. Yeah, and I was on the treadmill. And but, dude, fucking, uh, that was. I forget what I was going to say, but I wasn't that mad about that. He wasn't but, that mad. And and I I it was a stupid thing for me to have done, but I did not do it maliciously. It, it wasn't even I wasn't even like gossiping. That's what I was gonna say. It's uh, that I had to address it just to make sure that you were aware. Yes, that you were yeah. getting me, yeah, the, that yeah. you were getting me in trouble. So it was so whatever. It was fine. But that was the only time we never fight. Yeah. Julie and I we 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 work things out. We we see eye to eye on almost everything. Chris too. Like we actually we, communicate well too. Yes, it's right. Actually, we are a very highly functioning couple. Yes. So. <laughs> all of that is to say that julio sends me a you know 40 line text (laughs) and i i it what it it ended with something uh i can laugh where when you get that text right whether you like it or not you only end up reading the bottom line before you scroll up and start at the beginning You, you glance you see the bottom line and the bottom line was something jarring. Yeah, so so essentially a friend of mine texted me saying Merry Christmas. I say Merry Christmas back. And then he sent me this cut and paste being like, hey, Julio, that's great that you celebrate Christmas, but I don't. And it's this whole thing about how it's insensitive to wish people Merry Christmas, which is like, I understand, but I was, I mean, it's, it's, it was funny. I was laughing because it was ridiculous. And like, so the, the, last, the last sentence of yeah. this cut and paste text is, it's just ill-fitting and uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Which so that's like, the only thing I read at the end of this <laughs> fucking Leviathan text. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Dude, the <laughs> the change from peaceful, happy, holding my niece vibes to my podcast co-host has discovered something I did that is... A horrible thing that I'm going to have to, how how much damage control am I about to face? Is it a whole evening? Is it a weekend? You know, like, what are we talking about here? And it's immediately I'm flooded with that. Just those, those toxic waters of trouble, of just trouble and stress. So we started, we started thinking, and Francis had mentioned this to me before that he spoke to his girlfriend and she's not allowed to start a conversation with him but being like, Hey, we should talk about. Yeah. Or, or can we- I talk to you really yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah. She can't start sentences <laughs> that way. And I said that maybe I should implement a, you know, five line or less text policy. Yeah. And you know, what's funny, dude. Exactly. That's you need a limit. You need a limit. Now, what's funny is I remember one time in college, I got in trouble, uh, we, you know for the lacrosse team and i had to tell the coach about something nothing big deal 
And so I led the text off to the coach with like, hey, coach, not a big deal. Everything's okay. Uh, just give me a call when you have a second. And he immediately, he couldn't call me at the minute. So he texted me back and he was like, whenever you text me, not a big deal. Everything's okay. I know something is really bad. <laughs> For me, it's honestly the opposite. When people are going to send me a long message or have something big, I would rather that they be like, hey, green light or you know fluffy cotton candy all well just have something i want to run by you yeah yeah, yeah. and then i'll be like i will believe that I, i'd like to hear <laughs> right, that disclaimer right right because as i said my the my head the, the pit in my stomach as i'm scrolling up and reading the text and i immediately responded to julio like dude what did i say <laughs> he goes uh he goes dude i didn't read it and just saw the lengths and then he goes in capitals and once again, assumed I was in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Always thinking I'm in trouble. It's funny. And dude, I, I actually added a sentence text on purpose, hoping that you wouldn't see the length of the first one. And because I knew that you would have that reaction. Yeah. Pretty yeah. I, I freaked out. But it happened. It happened again today. So, okay. Get this, dude. My girlfriend is, is the prime offender. And so here's what happened. She's sitting in the passenger seat. She's got my phone. And uh, my brother-in-law uh, sends sends me a text. And it turned out to be an absolutely hysterical text, which I kind of want to share. But he had found old family photo albums of ours, mm -hmm. which include um, handwritten sort of updates from our old nanny that we had who was this british woman like a straight up mary poppins who was like working <laughs> to get her green card and we found her and you know my parents were both working so they hired a nanny um when when they'd had a second kid and she was with us till i was like i don't know three or four um so this particular note you know it's like my parents were out working or whatever and the nanny would write like all well you know Francis pooped twice and da da da. <laughs> but on this one, it was very funny. <laughs> the note, I'm not going to tell you what the note said yet, but, but, but my brother-in-law was reading these notes and he like, he, he wrote like, he took a screenshot of the note and sent it to me and then wrote, this is so funny. You know, uh, I found these old family albums, separate texts, like been reading them all day, separate texts. And then the last text was, which is the only one that came up on my lock screen was him quoting him quoting the note and uh, it, it goes it it ends with <laughs> what on earth is wrong with francis <laughs> so my girlfriend turns to me and she goes uh oh oh no she goes fran oh, no. a, your brother your brother-in-law aj just sent you a text and I, I think he's mad at you oh no now dude. we had had a oh, slightly God. not tense moment but i wanted to post an instagram photo with me and my niece which mm -hmm. i did um and i made it funny uh I i'm holding that. her in one arm i've got a beer in the other arm they had given me a shirt for Christmas that said Funkle. Yes. yes. And Love I that. wanted to play on that by look giving, you know, holding an adoring gaze upon the beer while I've got the baby in the other arm. Just a little bit of a joke, right? Yes. 
And of course, you know, my sister, my brother-in-law, he doesn't even have social media. He's in the military. He, they value their privacy. And they're also aware that certainly when I was at Barstool, some of my fans, I can't say fans, I had a lot of trolls who would come out and say horrific, mean things, it, no matter what I posted. Dude, you got in trouble for that? That post? I, I didn't, but he was like, <laughs> if one person comments something negative, I'm not going to be happy. Like, it's going to be really hard because this is my family. He was like, you know, go ahead and post it. But, you know, I don't want people saying bad stuff about our family. Yes. And I was like, I totally understand that. I even said I could turn comments off. My sister was like, it's probably not a big deal, whatever. So I posted it. Everyone, sure enough, was very positive and like, congratulations, beautiful child. Uh-huh, I actually checked the comments to make sure because I was concerned. Yeah. And it's a, it's a testament to Chris me is currently doing to that. how much I feel like I've <laughs> shed the rotten apples controversial skin i've shed the rotten (laughs) apples of of my old barstool days and now i've got a much more balanced sort of like with it crowd that follows me and thank god it's so much thank you all for being god dude my audience my my following on instagram went from when i was at barstool it was 88 percent male 12 percent female and now it's like 64 36 love it thank god love it it's just so much more evolved and elevated anyway Let's, nothing against barstool i just i don't get the hate that i used to and i'm so it's such a welcome day it's good dude um <laughs> all of that is to say i open my girlfriend turns to me says this and immediately i think he's read comments on his niece's instagram you know introduction to my world and is now flipping out and is going to like send out his seal team six buddies to like first kill the commenters and then then come find me and just, you know, torture me a little bit. And like, have you seen that movie tenant yet? No, but I want to. It's good. I really liked it a lot. But a lot the, of people didn't, but I'm, I know I'm going to, I liked it a lot. I'd be curious to see what you have to say, but there's one good. moment where he tells him he's like, he's like, I'm going to cut a hole in your throat and then put your balls in the hole. Oh. And he goes, it's, it's so nice to see a man who don't like choke on his own balls oh. and, uh, or something. And I was like, that's what they would do to you. That's what they would do <laughs> with one of those Still knives that uh, not only can cut throats, but also bread really well <laughs> on the backside. Is that I'm what like, that's for? I, I'm not or is sure it for that's cutting saplings? <laughs> I'm not really sure. You know how it's a big serrated blade yeah. on the back? Yeah, I don't understand that. Is that for bread? It can't be for bread. I have no idea. I don't think that the seals are carrying good bread knives. <laughs> I don't know. I know what you mean, though. It has yeah. Like the thing. It's probably for bone. But, dude, I'll be sure in a couple months from now to text you, are you fucking serious out of the blue? <laughs> yeah. Just to ruin your day. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to calm down from this fear where I'm looking around corners for the next bad text message. That's what it is. You need six months to go by without you need a clean getting slate. in trouble is, yeah. is what you need. Yeah, that's, I need to space it out. And then you stop looking over your shoulder. Oh, it's dreadful. I wish you the best, dude. Thanks, pal. <laughs> well, guys, Oops the Podcast. For Chris, oh, what do you got? Can you finish that story? You didn't. Did I not finish it? No. Oh, it turned out. Yeah, the okay, last sorry. thought. Good point, Chris. So he was just laughing and sum- he was summarizing what the nanny had said, which huh. was that, uh, you know, Lyndon, my sister, went to bed at eight o'clock. All was well. Francis has been up in his room stomping his feet for the last two hours. I went up to check on him and he was playing with the light switch, 
what is wrong with Francis? <laughs> Question mark, exclamation point. That's what my brother-in-law was quoting, but without quotation marks. Oh, God. And so I was like, oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine just me being up there being like, ah, off and on, off and on. You know, that's we the kid I was. your girlfriend also on the same page. Yeah, she I know. know I've told her a hundred times. <laughs> Well, guys, happy new year. Happy 2021. Great to have you. We're looking forward to another big year. It's been a huge year for the podcast. I know it's been a, a tough year in general. It has been for us as well. So this has been a great silver lining. Um, as always, you know, at Oops the Podcast, hit us up. Let us know what's going on. Oops the Podcast at gmail.com. Um, Francis, what else you got? Pour some champagne and, and toast yourselves, guys. Let's turn the corner and uh, if nothing else, move forward into the new year with a sense of hope and... Um, We'll we'll be there with you for all all the laughs and good faith. So Absolutely. thank you for being with us. You made it. See you next time.